Welcome to another episode of Let's Connect. This is Keith McPherson here, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Today on the podcast, I'm speaking with somebody who's a real influencer in our community, somebody who's created a lot of change just simply through her posts on Instagram, and then a movement that she's come to call the Soul Squad. Sam Squire joins us in conversation today on the podcast, and I couldn't be more excited to just pass along some of the wisdom she's gained in terms of creating an online movement to make positive change in the world. So before we get into that discussion with Sam, I just wanted to welcome you all here, and I'm just so grateful that you join me each week on this podcast where we get to speak with all sorts of thought leaders and inspiring people doing amazing things in their community. Uh, This past week for me uh, was quite challenging. There was a a moment where I felt like I honestly had to practice what I preach when it comes to mindfulness practice. It was Thursday morning. Every single morning, I try to get up in the morning, and first thing I do, instead of going to check my cell phone, which I'll be honest, it can be quite a temptation. I feel like that's the new drug in our world. Um, I try to carve out up to two hours every morning to do writing, meditate, a yoga practice or some form of physical activity. It just totally changes the game for me when I do this. So this past Thursday morning, I get up to do my morning practice and I actually sacrificed a little bit of it because I wanted to have a phone call with my publicist down in California. We're on different time zones. So occasionally I I make the exception when it's just the only time I can do a call like this. So I cut my meditation short and then sure enough, everything just totally went to chaos. (laughs) Um, I came out of the meditation room, went to call Karina, my publicist, and she was on the phone and she was stuck on another call. And so all of a sudden, everything just kind of felt like it got pushed back. So I was um, trying to pass the time deciding, okay, I've got this few minutes of extra space before our call. What am I going to do? So I had my morning smoothie. I went to my email. I got totally hooked on answering back all sorts of emails And before I knew it, I realized, oh, I got to go teach a yoga class at noon. (laughs) And um, so Karina calls and I'm just packing my bag to head out the door to this yoga class. And so I say to Karina, look at, I'd love to have this call, but just so you know, I'm going to be in transition. I'm going to be leaving my house into my car and I've got to go to yoga. And so we continue the conversation and I'm like transitioning into yoga mode while trying to have a conversation with my publicist. One thing leads to the next and I'm out the garage and in my car and driving down the block. And all of a sudden, halfway down the block, I realize that I'm still in my my jeans and my dress shirt from earlier and I haven't changed into my yoga clothes. So I now realize that I'm going to be late for yoga. And I rush back to my house and re-deactivate my alarm on the house. And I go in and I change and all the while still trying to carry on this conversation with Karina. And so just, I stop in the middle of the conversation with Karina and I go, Karina, I'm so sorry, but I'm feeling like such a hypocrite because I'm supposed to be practicing and teaching mindfulness. And here I am, total scatterbrain, trying to do a million things at once. And I apologized. And in that moment, I also just realized, wow, it is a challenge in our world to just focus on one thing at a time. Um, I'm definitely not an expert. I'm going to admit that openly, but I feel like this is a constant practice to return back to this place of really taking things one step at a time. So the story unfolds. I got to yoga class just on time. Um, I took a few deep breaths. I recentered, I reconnected, 
And I'm not going to lie, there was some serious guilt attached because it was like, oh man, like you should be practicing what you preach as a, a yoga teacher and as a mindfulness coach and what are you doing? So I took a couple of breaths and I just let the guilt go and realized we're all human. This is a practice. It's not about perfection. And so if you're in the same boat as me or you have been, give yourself a little break, a pat on the back, know that you're doing the best you can and just remember to Come back to the present moment. Take a breath. Everything's going to be all right. Uh, on this theme today, I especially appreciate this conversation I'm about to have with Sam Squire. We spoke all about this, how we're bombarded by all of this noise and technology, and it feels like increased pressure from the outside world. How do we actually navigate in a world like this and find our center? So we have a great conversation about this and more. So without further ado... Let's connect with Sam Squire. All right. I am really, really excited about this uh, episode in particular because I'm sitting here with Sam Squire. Hi. Sam. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> thanks for flying all the way from BC to be here on the <laughs> podcast in Winnipeg with me. Yes. Yeah. So you recently moved to BC. Yes. Just and a couple months ago, just over two months ago. Wow. What brought you to BC? Well, uh, a few things. One of them, my boyfriend lives there. <laughs> oh, well, that's a definite reason to move to BC. <laughs> um, but also, normally I usually lead with the mountains and the ocean, which is still true, but it was a little bit of everything. I had lived and grown up in Winnipeg and always wanted to move out west, and then I started dating someone there, and so it was kind of timely. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just awesome. You're our first real out-of-town guest that showed up here. Aww. so. It's, I feel so special. It's awesome. You are special. You're you're incredible. I Aww. I'm blown away with everything that you do in your life and all of the offerings that you put out there in the world. And I'm just really excited for the listeners to hear more about that and to learn more about you. And I want to take this all the way back. Um, I know you in the yoga community particularly, and I'm curious about that. Just your entryway to yoga and your first memory of yoga. I'd love to start with that. <laughs> okay, well, the very first yoga class I ever took was actually with my mom through the Leisure Guide. Really? So, yeah, she found a class, a yoga class through the Leisure Guide and wanted to try it. I honestly, I can't remember how old I was. I think I was like 11 or 12 years old. And uh, so she signed us up and we did this like probably 10, 10 week yoga class together and we went to the Civic Center and... Yeah. Wow. What kind of yoga was it? <laughs> I think it was just like Hatha yoga. Wow. Yeah. And do you remember your, I mean, this is a while ago, but mm -hmm. do you remember your impression of the class or any memory of the class? Oh my gosh. It's so funny. I remember that I could not stop laughing. Really? I don't know if it was like the names of the poses and um, one of my good friends and her mom did it with us as well. And we were just like little kids and we were the only kids in this yoga class. And so we just couldn't stop giggling and thought it was really funny. Wow. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I was actually a gymnast growing up. So like the flexibility and the stretching aspect of the poses um, I really enjoyed and connected with right away so something must have stuck and really resonated with me yeah wow so at what point did you go okay I went to this class and now I'd like to teach yoga <laughs> how did that all or how did your practice evolve yes so that was kind of like my very first taste of yoga ever and then um after the 10 weeks was up, I went on to other things and uh, I found yoga again um, I think it was in 
I was in grade 10 or grade 11 when hot yoga became super trendy and super popular and everyone was talking about it. I remember and that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, just with some friends, we're like, okay, like, let's go do an intro pass at a studio. And so I tried hot yoga. And I think just coming from an athletic background and then being a gymnast when I was younger, um, so many things about yoga really resonated with me, hmm. especially, actually, it's funny, um, the hot yoga, because I was an, was an athlete and it was very physical and um, strong yoga, um, I was like, oh, this is awesome, you know, and I really totally went to yoga for the physical physical aspect of it. And then from there learned there were so many other benefits. Yeah. So it was like I came for the physical poses and then started learning about meditation and all these other things that I found through yoga. Amazing. So um, when I started practicing hot yoga, from there it kind of stuck. And um, I kept going and consistently going until one day I was in a class and I was like, I could totally teach this. I'm so meant to teach this. That's amazing. And then um, I ended up going to Greece um, to do a yoga teacher training in transformational Hatha yoga. Wow. Yeah. Transformational Hatha yoga. Yes. That sounds powerful. <laughs> yeah. uh, can you, I'm just back up for a sec. The, the studio you first went to for hot yoga. I'm so curious. Oh, it was St. James Hot Yoga. Really? Yeah. And what, how did they heat the room? I'm just so curious about this. Like two big heaters on either side, and then there's a kettle for steam. In You're the room. kidding me. Yeah. This is like early days of hot yoga. Totally. <laughs> That's amazing. If they actually, that studio in particular has closed down now. Mm -hmm. um, but before they closed, they ended up getting infrared heat, which was kind of cool. Um, but there's still studios around the cities with like the big block heaters in the room it's crazy that's insane yeah. so they just blow hot air on you while you're doing yoga yes that's yeah. intense mm -hmm. my gosh so are you still teaching hot yoga no i haven't been teaching hot yoga for like over a year now for a long time yeah i moved towards um, um teaching and also practicing in unheated spaces what was your reason for that um if it was conscious, if there was a reason for that. I feel like it was a little more like unconscious. Like I didn't really, uh, yeah, I didn't really care too much. I, well, sorry, let me back up. Yeah. Um, when I, when I worked in studios, you know, I took what classes I could get, whether they were heated or unheated, uh -huh. but then I transitioned to just teaching for myself and, uh, it turns out when you're renting spaces, you can usually only rent unheated. Oh, right. So it just kind of, so yeah, it just ended up working out that way. Yeah. Crazy how I've the universe just never kind of thought, <laughs> Yeah, I've actually never thought about it. I was like, wait, why did I stop teaching yoga? <laughs> it's like, oh, because I stopped teaching in studios. That's yeah, why. it yeah. feels unconscious, but yeah. somehow aligned in a weird way. Yeah, totally. Because like this whole community is formed around mm -hmm. you teaching outside of a hot room. It's mm -hmm. amazing, which yeah. we're going to talk about a little yeah. more. Um, I also just want to hear a little bit about if you can remember the first time you taught yoga, what that experience might have been like for you. Oh my gosh, I totally remember. Yeah? Uh, I remember, you know what's so funny? I remember because my dad sent me like a very sweet text message before I went in to teach my first class and it was like kind of funny and cute and I was like, oh, and yeah, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget it for that reason actually. Were you nervous? Um, no, like I was so ready. Really? <laughs> I Yeah. Yeah, I was so ready. Uh, it's so funny. I probably get more nervous now. I think I was just so ambitious and excited. Not that I'm not ambitious now, but you're very ambitious. I was, <laughs> excited. I was just like so, so, so excited, and yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I remember it was in a hot studio and I didn't tell anyone it was my first class until at the end. And then so many people walked out with the greatest feedback and were like, I thought you've been teaching that for years, blah, blah, blah. And I was just, I think I was 19 years old, 19 or 20 years old. And I was just like in awe. So yeah, I felt very at home and very happy. There was a confidence in you, it feels like. Yes. It's just about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a little deep here, um, but I'm just curious, and I know I should preface that you didn't get into town until 2.30 in the morning. So <laughs> just for people that are listening, <laughs> Sam is doing very well right now. Um, but just confidence. Mm-hmm. I've, I really noticed that characteristic in you. You have this confidence about you. Um, where does that come from? Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> where does it come from? Um Well, it's interesting that you ask that because I feel like it definitely hasn't been like some sort of linear path or Uh it's been up and down as I think it is for everyone when it comes to like confidence is so related to like self-love and self-doubt and those things are just this constant practice, right? Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's very kind and and thank you. Um, But I think back then I do actually remember being so much more confident when I was younger. I don't know. I don't know why. I think that I was also... Um, just kind of like in my own little world, you know, Mm. almost like uh, just, I didn't have the sense of awareness that I have now. Do you Mm. know what I mean? And so it's easy. It was easier to actually be a little bit more positive and a little bit more confident when you're kind of unaware of certain things. And then I do feel like that bubble popped a little bit as I grew up and uh, matured and expanded my awareness a lot in many different areas of life. Um, And then, um, yeah, you know, for sure felt a little lost at some points, um, but definitely feel a lot more confident um, and a lot more like loving towards myself now more than ever. Wow, it's really inspiring. I mean, it shows in the work you're doing and who you are, but I love that your vulnerability is coming out here too to admit that there's times where you kind of go through those lulls too. And Oh, totally. As you're talking, I'm, I'm so intrigued that as a younger person you were you felt even more confident and then that went away from yeah. from awareness of something outside of the bubble totally like, what I, kind of thing like yeah. i think that like yoga and meditation i think it was one of those things where i almost like um through those practices like expanded my awareness which almost and i also want to bring school into this kind of broke me down so that i could build myself back up so now it's like i am a lot more confident, but also a lot more grounded and rooted, if that makes sense, that now it's like outside of this bubble that could one day just pop, that I have actually built a foundation of true self-love. Does that make more sense? Right. Like, I feel like when I was younger, um, um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't too negative towards myself. I think that growing up, a lot of young girls experience issues with body image or just all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. That's like a different podcast topic for a different day. Yeah, <laughs> but, totally. um, but, um, I feel like I didn't necessarily struggle with it as much as, um, some people or friends around me, but I, I didn't feel as like grounded as I feel now. I didn't feel like that self-love or that bubble, that positivity I was in before. I don't, think it was fake but I don't think it was as solid as I needed it to be Mm. to keep growing and to reach my highest potential you know so how did you get the roots and the the solidity like what was the process of that because I know there's listeners listening to this like how do you get there (laughs) are ask are gonna ask how did you get there or how and I'm sure it's an ongoing journey Yes, I was just going to say, well, I'm well, I'm not there, but I, I think it's also awareness that it is an ongoing journey, that you're not going to reach some sort of destination where you 
like you wake up one day and you're like, wow, like I love myself. And it's just like (laughs) fully in love with myself and confident forever. And you're like, sweet, like check on to the next. Like, no self love, conquering self, self doubt and all of those things is a practice for the rest of your life. And when you relax into knowing that it's, that's your sigh of relief. Like that's your sigh of relief is knowing that those practices are forever and embracing them. Oh, I feel that as you speak about it. And I've noticed lately that there seems to be a movement. I do a lot of coaching with people Mm -hmm. and especially women seem like, it just seems like there's like this empowerment and confident boost happening collectively in the world Totally, right yes. Is it just me or oh, is that no. happening? <laughs> no, it's totally, it's everywhere. What's going yeah. on with that? Oh what, my gosh. Can you speak to that a little bit? I'm, I'm noticing it. I can try. I feel like, I, yeah, I can try for sure. I yeah. feel like I, I approach those things um, with like a little different, a bit of a different perspective and I love seeing it right now. I love seeing um, sort of women who are, you know, more so experts in those areas really speak strongly to those topics. Yeah. Um, but for, so anyways, yeah, for myself, I think it's really positive and very empowering to see. Um, I just, yeah, I'm going to pe- speak from my own perspective. Speak about from, like, that's, yeah, that's why you're here. I love it. <laughs> of like self-love and um, to women, I have a few things that I like to share with clients or people and um, there's this one like pretty uh, common quote that a lot of like body image coaches use or um, women who are you know in this realm and it is that you are not your body like we are so much more than that Mm -hmm. and from my perspective and I don't know maybe I'm a little bit more like a spiritual and things like that uh, where it's like you are not your body and you're so much more than that but also like you are a spiritual being having a human experience. So that shifts the way I think about that quote. And then also like you are not your body. You're also only in your body for like a limited amount of time. Like this is just like one small dot. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for maybe people who don't believe that or that doesn't resonate with them or they don't have a spiritual practice um maybe they don't connect with that as much but i think for anyone who does when you start to look at it like that and how much it matters it like just changes your world on how you feel about yourself and your body and i know i'm kind of speaking to self-love in terms of just body image right now which is only one very small aspect of self-love but i do feel that being in fitness and yoga and surrounded by women that is like one of the things we talk about and one of the challenges we're facing so i know i'm speaking more specifically just to that yeah um, but yeah that's one of the things i like to share with clients is that you are a spiritual being having a human experience and um, you are so much more than your body and you only have your body for a limited amount of time. So you got to make the most of it, you know? Wow. I absolutely love that you went there. <laughs> it's one of my favorite quotes. And, and I first heard that from uh, a writer, Pierre Tellyard. He was a Jesuit priest back Ooh. in the day. And he was f- up against a lot of resistance to that, mm-hmm. that idea that we're more than our physical mm-hmm. here. Like mm-hmm. there's something that's greater Mm -hmm. beyond the physical form. And as you talk about it, I I sense that that's a place where your freedom and your ability to rise up comes from. Mm -hmm. Is that accurate? Like to, to be, to, to claim I'm a spiritual being temporarily in this body. 
Yeah, like that definitely really helps me in terms of if I'm ever getting down on myself or like it physically. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely helps me in that area. Would you yeah. say, I mean, I just had uh, Giovanna Manena on too. Yeah. Two of my favorite like, women in, she is, are on here. Oh it's my great. gosh, she's like one of my favorite women. She's awesome. Yeah. yeah and and I, I think she operates this way similarly that to be a spiritual being and not so attached to the physical form. Yeah. Would you say like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, the women and, and people in general that rise up, and when I say rise up, are doing great things in the world and kind of facing the fear and the insecurities. Would you say that potentially there's a mindset of there's more to it than this physical attachment of the body? Like it's something about the spiritual side Yeah, totally. that's underneath it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't necessarily think it's that way for everyone, but I do see a lot of people rising up or who have that um, that mindset who are doing really powerful, strong things and their messages are coming off a little bit more clear and people are connecting with them more. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think that there's other people um, who um, are maybe still in the physical or focusing on the physical a bit more and their messages are still being heard. But yes. I have noticed exactly what you're saying as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, this is blowing my mind <laughs> that we're talking about it in this way. Uh, um, mm-hmm. I, I want to go back to the yoga piece of this, mm-hmm. although this all feels like yoga to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, Cause everything's yoga. <laughs> everything is yoga. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how you transition from teaching in a formal studio into what I think now has become the soul squad from what I understand. Yeah. yeah. How did that transition happen where you weren't teaching? I mean, you do teach in studios, but Mm -hmm. there's like this whole community you've created outside of a traditional yoga studio. Yeah. So I moved from teaching in studios and for studios to just teaching for myself, whether that was renting spaces for boot camps, yoga classes, events, retreats. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then since, um, my move was inspired to Vancouver, taken that even in different direction now of moving more so online um wow. so yeah that's what one of my latest offerings that i launched this summer was an online community and it's a yoga and meditation program that we call the soul squad wow yeah. amazing the soul squad in winnipeg used mm-hmm. to meet regularly well, in really cool venues outside outside and stuff right kind of well technically the soul squad wasn't launched yet okay but what i did was i taught um a class outside in the summer on wednesday evenings and was called we called it hardcore and from there that's where i really spoke about the soul squad and told people that this was coming wow and um and also teaching these classes outside in winnipeg was just like a way for me to say goodbye to people so it was kind of like let's get together once a week on wednesdays and um like more than 70 people would come out that's amazing every wednesday it was so crazy it was so much fun and so i honestly even though there's many people at hardcore who some are in the soul squad and i'm sure some aren't as well but it felt like for me that was kind of like the start of it It was just like this group of awesome like-minded people who just wanted to like have fun and like be around a community of great people and I don't know. That's amazing. How did that vision come about for you? Like, <clears throat> sorry, it's <just, clears throat> okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. No for the Soul Squad. Yeah. Well, a few things. There was a couple things that I just started to. I want to say I, I started to know, like, notice these things. I just honestly started to listen. It's like my intuition. Your everyone's intuition is always there, and we're like 
getting messages all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of finally started to listen to them. <laughs> so I'm like, it's not like they weren't there before. They were always there, but I just started to listen. And so one of the messages um, was that I'm supposed to share more meditation. And I have had my own meditation practice, um, like since my teacher training, I would say. Um, so I've had my own meditation practice for like five, no, I don't know, a while now. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but I was always known for teaching handstands, arm balances, and strong yoga poses. And that's more what I shared in person and online as well. Mm. And um, so one of the messages was that I need to share more meditation, that this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I care about. This is what I've been practicing every day. And this, and also this is what's going to heal the world. And sorry if that sounds like dramatic, it doesn't. but it's just so true. Like I love handstands and I'll never stop teaching them and I'll run workshops and it will be fun. And it will like give me a rush to see people get excited about learning something new and feeling strong and confident. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, like a handstand isn't going to heal the world and meditation actually can. How so? how so yeah because based it just, on what you know because it brings us into the present moment which is like all that we truly have and you know that of yeah. all people you know that it's like it brings us into the present moment which we need now more than ever it brings us like back into our nervous system it's like all the things that we need to like live a healthy happy peaceful life connected to like who we are and to know ourselves to know ourselves fully and to love ourselves fully uh. like meditation brings all those things and like that's that's going to heal the world. <laughs> That's what I wow. believe anyway. Just hearing you speak from that place, there's like this confidence. It's just, and it, it's peaceful and it's true. And I love that you're naming that oh, for people. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so. um, meditation. Can we talk a little more about this part? Because so many people ask about that. Yes. But I just wanted to say one more thing. Because yeah. when you asked how the Soul Squad came about, the yes. other thing was that I knew I was meant to be an entrepreneur. I have tried working for other people so many times to the point where the universe like pushes me out where I like I'm fighting to teach for that to work for that person in that company or that role and the universe pushes me out. So it was kind of like those two messages that came together. And um, yeah, and that's like what the soul squad is, is like it allows me to work for myself, to share, to inspire and to help. Uh And it allows me to share more meditation. So it's just like finally listening to those messages. I love that you're honoring that. And it sounds like it all comes through meditation for you. Mm -hmm. Um, The messages piece Mm -hmm. around meditation. Mm -hmm. So messages, can you explain what you mean by messages? (laughs) Messages. Do you get like answering machine messages? Like, (laughs) Sam, start the soul squad. How does this happen to you? (laughs) It sounds so mysterious and awesome. Oh my gosh, I wish. Wow, that's so funny. How direct would that be? (laughs) It's so funny that we don't like think about what we say until you ask me. I'm like, what does he mean message? Well, well, yeah. You keep referencing it in meditation. These messages come to you. Yeah, I would say like it's... um, just your intuition like you're just this sense of knowing like I feel maybe I don't know I'm a very curious person I feel like I walk around asking these questions in my head all day living outside the present moment where I should not be Um, but asking these questions um, that you want to learn to move forward in life to reach your highest potential all these things and so Sometimes it's just like this feeling, like body, mind, spirit of just like knowing. Like I, I can like even physically feel it. Like it's not like always spirit. It's just like my body, like my body feels good. It just you know knows. I mean? Like yeah. it's like this inner wisdom kind of yeah. feeling. 
or um, sometimes like I definitely believe in when I talk about messages like signs like picking up on picking up on signs and so if I'm curious about something like uh, often because I am I am definitely like a little bit more of a dreamer so if I have an idea like the soul squad I'm like am I crazy am I crazy like should I do this should I actually or even just take it down to like meditation like should I share more meditation? Mm. And then maybe within that week, I'll get an email from someone being like, hi, I used to take your meditation classes at such and such studio. Like, where are you teaching? I miss them, blah, 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 blah. And to me, that would be a sign or a message of, okay, I'm like, I'm on the right track. It kind of reaffirms what I'm already thinking and feeling is like, okay, I am supposed to share more meditation. Yeah. It's like almost like paying attention Totally paying to attention. What's there. Yeah, so that would be like a message. It's kind of just like a sign, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. I love when those alignments happen. Yeah. Like, I call them synchronicity when. You oh, just, totally. Exactly. The right person shows up, or the right kind of sign to be like, oh, I got to do this. Yes. So that part about uh, being an entrepreneur as opposed mm-hmm. to working for everyone mm-hmm. was that a sign? Yes, totally. That was. Yeah. And what's the life now of an entrepreneur like <laughs> for you? I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Was the sign right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for me, um, and I'm at this place right now where it's a little bit of both. Like um, in Vancouver, you know, I'm not starting my own classes, I'm teaching for studios, and it also feels right. So I know that I'm kind of meant to be, especially right now, a little bit in both places, whether it's working for other people or working for myself. And right now, yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, What is it like working for myself? Um, Right now, uh, well, like, I don't, it's just, I don't even know how to explain it. I feel like people are expecting me to be like, oh yeah, it's great. But it's like, (laughs) it's not always great. It's like, and and it's not that it's not always great. I just, I have no other way to explain it than by just saying like, what is it like? And I'm just like, I don't know. It's just like meant to be like, that's how it feels. It feels Uh meant to be. Um, There's just different challenges, right? Like it is great, Uh but there's also so many challenges. But when I compare it to like, the um, other options or life I could have chose is like, these are the challenges I want to be choosing. What are some of the challenges that you find? Like, I know there's entrepreneurs listening that will probably relate to that too. Like, what are the challenges? Rate a couple challenges. Um, One is finding some sort of sense of routine. Mm, Is like, you have to create your own work, your own schedule, your own everything. And sometimes you just you aren't sure how to do that especially in a digital landscape that's always changing and shifting and like right now for me um like I have a graphic designer and an accountant but like I'm not a team of people like it's just me Mm. and um I'm super happy with that right now and that's what I need and that's what it's meant to be um but yeah it's just like you're just you like you have no one to even like bounce ideas off with sometimes so I I call like friends or other entrepreneur friends and we chat about (laughs) our different businesses but yeah so I think that that's a challenge is finding some sort of sense of routine for sure and then also um like hmm trying to think there's no more challenges (laughs) (laughs) um also the mindset of like taking a break um I guess that's part of routine and like knowing when you need to turn off and take a break because like it's not like you can close down your shop and then leave it alone. I know for some entrepreneurs like that's the case. I'm sure emails and stuff follow them home as well. But like being in a digital world, it's 24 seven. Yeah. So um, I don't know, like learning how to learning how to take a break. And um, honestly, one of my challenges 
is to just like let go and know that I'm just doing the best I can with what I've got. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes I'll see things that I know I could have done so much better at, um, especially with the Soul Squad community and this online program that I just started offering. I am so happy with it and it's amazing. But my first go at it, no, not everything was going to be perfect. And so now that I'm able to reflect, there's so many things that I would do differently or want to change moving forward to make it so much better, so much stronger, so much more effective. And I think that I have to really like let go and just know that I did the best with what I had and that I'm going to move forward and that it's just going to keep evolving and growing and getting better. So -hmm. I'm just kind of like not beating, beating yourself up about things for not being perfect or not beating yourself up about things for not being on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that you're naming that too, because so many of us are so hard on ourselves, Mm -hmm. especially in the world of being an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. because it could always be better. And Mm -hmm. especially if there's a perfectionism (laughs) side to you or to me, it's like, I definitely have this too. And you kind of overanalyze, but what I love and I appreciate about you is you just seem to jump in anyway. Like with the Soul Squad, you were just like, I'm launching this thing and you did it. Oh my gosh. It's because I, my friend, my graphic designer, who's also turned like BFF, um, <laughs> she told me this. She's like, you're a doer, not a planner. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I just like do things. I just get this idea and then my energy starts to work so fast. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then I just do things and because life is too short and you just like, you just have to do things. Cause if you don't, then you'll never know. And I'm a huge believer in like done is better than perfect. So coming back to not being hard on myself is like yes. a mantra that I'm like every day done is better than perfect because yeah, it, right. it is. It yeah. reminds me of like, um, you were talking about the energy of confidence when you were a little kid or mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. And it's like that kind of energy of you just, you're curious and you do it as mm-hmm. opposed to overanalyzing and overthinking. Yeah. Because it could take like 10 years for you to launch something like the Soul Squad. Totally. If you were up there in your head always thinking about it. Totally. So yeah. it's awesome that you just jumped in. Well, one of the biggest reasons why like I did it and I'm happy I did it is because I really do believe done is better than perfect. And if I want to share that message and that mantra with people and like, like use it to help them, I'm not going to be able to do that if I don't lead by example. Right. And so I hope that that resonates with the community that we have right now and that they're excited for wave two. They're excited for what's to come with the soul squad because they know it's evolving and growing as I grow instead of me waiting 10 years to create this perfect this perfect program. It's like, you know what? It's actually really good right now. And the it's and all the meditation and all the stuff that's in it is gonna help people now. Like yeah. to not put it out there now is a disservice. Like let's do it. This is such great advice for people that are feeling stuck in a routine like job yeah. or not really following their dream. Yeah. Like what you're saying feels you so to do it. It just do it. It's like Nike. Just do it. <laughs> but it really is acting on it. I, I yeah. love that. What what advice would you give for someone that's listening? They feel totally stuck like they have this dream but they just don't know how to get to it. Like they don't know how to get there. Okay. I have a couple things. Great. Do you Well, one thing that we already just chatted about is just that done is better than perfect. And you've got to start to like believe it and know it and feel it or else you're just going to wait your whole life. Yeah. Um, there, I'm blanking right now. You know what I love though? It's almost like messages are coming through. <laughs> I'm really appreciating your uh, intuitive. The other thing I want to say, um, it's like not a mantra, but just in terms of like, I know what it feels like to feel like stuck or lost or confused. And you're not sure what direction to take, or maybe you can kind of see that vision and starting to like 
come to life but you're not really sure how to get there how to access it yes and it is like you need it all comes it all comes down to like self-care and self-love but also like um self-development and all of those things when you focus on those things and you focus on yourself like clarity will come um and you can't strive for it Mm. you can't strive like if you're always striving you're never arriving and you need to let go you need to surrender and i recommend like doing self-care and self-love practices to help access that creativity and that clarity what are some that you would recommend that you might do Yo- like yoga and meditation absolutely yeah yoga and meditation um a couple other things one reading people need to read (laughs) i really think people need to read that's going to help you become so much more creative it's going to help you become a better reader better writer it's going to help you with so many things i think reading is so important um other things i think people need to disconnect from social media here i am saying that i'm I'm so active (laughs) you're on on there every day i love it (laughs) oh totally i'm so active but like i people might not notice this and that's why it's funny but like i always turn my phone on airplane mode first of all i turn it on airplane mode every night so I, I know i'm sleeping but anyways everyone should do that because it's awesome yep. but also like on the weekends like i'll go a whole day usually a whole day or at least like an afternoon whether it's two hours six hours an entire day where my phone's on airplane mode or whatever and i'm not checking it and i'm sure people on instagram maybe don't see that right like maybe i made a post in the morning or the day before and then they see me the next day so they might not notice those things mm-hmm. um but i think it's all about just being conscious about it like for me it's like a conscious eight hours on a hike without my phone near me on airplane mode. And so it just, it's a lot more effective, right? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like a really effective time spent disconnecting because it's so intentional and it's so conscious and that brings clarity and also nature. And I know you talked about it, this with G. I did. And it's so just it's because... one of her places to go. Holy, yeah. I actually talked to G about that. We were talking about nature because I'm in BC and it's just like the nature there is amazing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that people like, you don't need some sort of fancy, expensive like yoga membership or all these things. And I think people also get a little caught up that self-care can be expensive. And like, yes, absolutely. I totally believe in investing in yourself because it's so important. But you know, if you, if that's like a mental battle you have going on right now, like meditation can be free. Like you can just sit, you know, by yourself in peace. You can go for a walk. You can go outside um, and just Mm. immerse yourself in nature. And all those things are free and accessible no matter like where you're living and what you're doing. Oh, wow. That's very inspiring. Thank (laughs) you for the reminder of that too. Um, One question I have around Mm -hmm. turning your phone off on airplane mode, Mm -hmm. uh, and I sense this might be a common question for listeners. So then you turn back on your phone when you've taken your eight-hour hike and you've come back or your hiatus, and all of a sudden you're just flooded with stuff. Yeah. So... Do you ever get overwhelmed by that? Oh, yeah. It's, it's almost like I can't keep up. If someone answers that question, it's like, oh, no, I don't really get overwhelmed. I would love for you to interview them, and I'd love to hear what <laughs> they have to say about that. If anyone listening has the, a solution, <laughs> yeah. how do you handle no, that? It's overwhelming for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm working on right now and one thing I want to get better at is kind of like managing that. And um, for me, that means scheduling it, like scheduling time for emails and it's to the point, you know, people reach you on like DMs, Facebook. Like yes. You're, you're everywhere. Like it's coming in all it's over It's coming the place. in everywhere. And so for me, it means like scheduling things, um, just scheduling. It's like, okay, if you need to schedule time to answer DMs or you need to schedule time to um, go through your text messages, just schedule it. So it's like if you come back from that eight hour hike and you turn your phone back on, um, 
whether you want to deal with emails that night or Monday morning or whatever, just like schedule that time. Also, something that my friends know about me is I'm a caller, not a texter. I don't oh, like texting and I yeah. will like forget about messages. And it's so, so anyways, like my like friends and my family and like the people who I'm super close with and like need to reach, uh-huh. like they all have my phone number and they can all call me. And if they don't know it by now, they're going to listen to my interview with you because I'm going to tell them to. And they're going to start to call me because it's just so much better and so much more efficient. And I know that that call coming through is from someone important about something, whether it's important or not. Like I want to chat with them you know I what love i mean it. i like your old school mentality i'm oh a huge fan of the phone oh my gosh it's so much better like i get teased i'm they're like you're like an old man but i'm like no no that's the way to connect really it's, connect it's, yeah like text messages get so annoying even with my clients there's pressure with it right the totally. text messages even yeah. with the clients especially ones who i'm closer with like in any email or anything i send them i'm like if you have any questions or whatever like give me a call and i include my phone number i absolutely love that. yeah wow that's great we won't hand out your number here so you're gonna have you're gonna be bombarded there too airplane mode will come back on and yeah. there'll be like calls from everybody <laughs> sam you said i could call anytime um <laughs> But, what am I done? <laughs> yeah. Does it, uh, this is common to mm-hmm. feel like you're always behind with the technology and the way it is in this age. Like you're, it always feels like you're behind. Is yes. that common for you? Yes. Yeah. I actually just had this thought like the other day where I was just like with technology and like coming from the background in the program I took in creative communications and we're just supposed to be adaptable and we're supposed to learn and you know try all the platforms get good at all the platforms and even like technology yeah like, like what <laughs> literally what we're doing right now is like the most overwhelming part of my business like yeah. trying to record meditations and film videos yeah. um but I it's one of those things where I just thought to myself I'm like you know what like like I am not an expert in this and wherever I can afford to hire help in the areas that I'm not super strong in, that's what I should do. And that's like why other people are experts in those fields. When it comes to technology, I'm talking about like this sound equipment, computer filming video, that sort of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Like I'm all for like hiring expert help where you need it for sure. And then when it comes to like, um, if you were speaking to like social media and stuff like that, and it's always changing as well where I'm just like, (sighs) ah, you know what, like, I'm just going to work with what I have. And if I don't want to learn that platform, be on that platform or like get better at it, that's okay. Like at the end of the day, I really truly believe this. You will always reach the people who you're meant to reach. Ah, I love it. And I get so, I need to remind myself of this more right now. But yeah, I was just like, you know what, like I'm not meant like right now I don't need to like grow a team and develop an app and do all those things like I honestly like I don't want to do that like I just need to focus right here right now on the people who I am reaching and how I'm reaching them because this is what makes me happy this doesn't give me anxiety this doesn't stress me out and I'm accomplishing my bottom line of helping people and helping them through yoga and meditation so like why even go there you know yeah. i think people we just need to trust that we're reaching the people we're meant to reach and i love that i i get a sense that's why you've been so successful at what you're doing is because you're really coming from a place of not um striving ahead or trying to get somewhere like you're you're as best you can living what you're teaching and the people will find you because you're resonant because your truth yeah I'm, tra- I'm yeah absolutely and i'd say that that's probably new i think that i used to like even like a, m- a couple months ago like i used to strive a lot mm-hmm. so much and there was a perfectionist in me but there was this constant sense of striving and i just like realized like wait like 
I like I'm getting more and more stressed and anxious and like I I don't want to be that way and I also believe that like no matter what your dream is like big big or small and you don't need to label it as a size that it's like the the right dream for you that we don't need to label you as like not ambitious enough or too ambitious that like it's just about your path yeah. so if your path is this like other super busy create an app grow a team like amazing that's so awesome it's not stressing you out <laughs> yeah like if that's your path that's your path yes but if you are you know meant to work with people one-on-one -on -one, if you're meant to work in smaller groups if you're meant to create this other offering like that's your path too and that's cool yeah i love it i'm sensing i was just thinking as you're speaking like stress anxiety mm -hmm. tension mm -hmm. those are signs that you're not on the path exactly like on the right path exactly right exactly it's like learning how to listen to the messages Mm -hmm. within your body specifically totally. yes very cool exactly what i'm talking about wow well i uh we're getting close to the end of this mm -hmm. i could talk to you for hours about uh, this stuff mm -hmm. it's so awesome mm -hmm. um but i really really want to encourage people to find you online yeah not your phone number but uh, <laughs> but tell me what's coming up what, how can people um, engage with you and connect with you yeah, absolutely. So um, on Instagram, mm -hmm. my handle is Sam D. Squire, mm -hmm. S-Q-U-I-R-E. Um, it's pretty much the same across all platforms. So that's where you'll find me on my website as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then Facebook page as well. Um, also, I would suggest the Soul Squad Community Instagram page, which is just the Soul Squad Community. It doesn't have its own separate website. So it's just an offering under who I am, Sam D. Squire. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to say, especially because we were talking about social media, one of the best things I did that took a lot of away a lot of stress and anxiety was actually starting an email list because then it's like those are the people who want to know um, about when I'm in Winnipeg when I'm teaching and um, want to come to those things so if any of my offerings like interest anyone I'm like just go on my email list honestly guys like I'm not annoying and it's just my way to not feel stressed and I know it's like I have a way I have a way to reach you if you you want to know what's coming up to stay in touch. yeah totally Absolutely. yeah yeah I highly want to recommend you listening um, to check out the soul squad too because they have some amazing programs that they're running um, I think you're doing one coming up around meditation right now as we're speaking which be mm -hmm. cool but it sounds like it's going to be an ongoing community that develops totally you can't join whenever you want so i open up certain registration dates that way it is like a community and that we're all on the same page together so right now we did a nine we just fit today is well technically tomorrow is the end of our nine week program like we've got oh. a big party tonight and i'm so excited oh, about cool. it yeah that's why like literally i'm in town because of the soul squad right now and um so we just finished the nine weeks which was yoga and meditation and then moving forward the the next one's going to be six weeks i think they'll always keep them in six weeks after that and right now we're focusing on um meditation yeah that is fantastic yeah. and you don't have to live in winnipeg or no, vancouver to do you this don't. it's I'll an online program i'll fly and do a party wherever we have little communities that sounds great well if anyone's listening in hawaii <laughs> sam would like to come there i suspect so I do. um get her out there and i'd like to come as your assistant i'm happy to come you're hired <laughs> hey thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and uh I hope you'll come back again and share more about what you're growing into and what you're developing into. It's just awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Sam. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to put my phone on airplane mode now because I'm inspired to take more space in my life and get more clarity so that creativity can flow through. I hope this podcast has inspired you just as much as me, and I look forward to seeing you next time on Let's Connect. Let's Connect.